Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Happy Sunday, everybody. A few weeks ago, I came across something on social media, and it was about the quarter. And they were talking about how they had moved the In God We Trust from the faith of George Washington to the back. And so that got me thinking about it, and I thought, boy, that was not very nice. But you know what? You think about things, and you look at things, and you wonder, well, maybe there's a different explanation for that that maybe everybody doesn't think about. We'll get into that a little bit later this morning. In trust, in God we trust. It's in all of our currency. It's on the quarter, it's on the dime, it's on the penny, it's on all the dollar bills that you submitted this morning. The phrase has an important part of our American history and our American culture. In November of 1861, a letter was written to the Secretary of the Treasury by Reverend M.R. Watkinson. He was the minister of the gospel from Riddyville, Pennsylvania. The reverend's letter included these comments. One fact touching our currency has hitherto been seriously overlooked. I mean the recognition of the almighty God in some form on our coins. As a result of that letter, Secretary Chase wrote a letter to the director of the Mint at Philadelphia to prepare a model for our nation's Chase's letter to the director of the Mint dated November 20th, 1861 included these words. Dear Sir, no nation can be strong except in the strength of God. The trust of our people in God should be declared on our national coins. As a result, in 1864, the United States Congress passed a law allowing the phrase, In God We Trust, to appear on U.S. coins. And the United States officially adopts In God We Trust phrase in 1957, following a law that was passed two years prior. Now, I'm not sure how many of you are aware of this, and maybe we should dot this down, jot it down so we remember it. When April 22nd rolls around each year, April 22nd is declared as In God We Trust Day. So I need to put that on my phone and my calendar of events. So when April 22nd shows up, In God We Trust will pop up in my computer and everywhere else I got it. To remind us that In God We Trust. Now Mississippi was the first state to pass the law mandating in God we trust to be displayed in the public schools way back in 2001. Since then, there's been about 17 states, including South Dakota, that have adopted the same policy where when you walk into a school, you're supposed to see a sign that says, in God we trust. And whenever I, I go to a lot of schools, so when I go into school, I'm always looking around for that in God we trust. Some schools have it really big and some have it a little bit smaller, but it's got to be posted somewhere. And I think it's awesome to be a reminder to us that 
It is all God, God Almighty that we need to trust. It's also interesting that Dwight D. Eisenhower had a push to put the phrase under God inserted into the Pledge of Allegiance. Up to that point, it was not included. So as you can see, there's a sense of wanting to include God in many aspects of our government. That's the good news. Here's the not-so-good news. There was a survey of about 1,000 college students across the United States. And they took a survey, and they asked the question, do you believe the model in God we trust should remain on U.S. currency, or should it be removed? The poll that was conducted, 53% said it should remain, but 45% said it should be taken off. That's the younger generation coming up before us. The kids, the young people, the millennials don't have that same in God we trust mentality as we do. So we have to be mindful. We have to be looking out, making sure that they don't get their way, that the majority will still rule. There's actually a couple of websites out there that try to involve God in everyday living. One of them is ingodwetrust.com and the other one is ingodwetrustusa.org where they make an effort to have in God we trust or something about God display in our workplace, in our homes, wherever we might be at. It reminds me of the, one of my favorite movies, Oh God, where George Burns plays God in that movie. And John Denver was supposed to come up with something that could be advertised around the world to, because he says, you know, people are just not thinking about God anymore. And if you remember the movie, they came up with the slogan, Think God. So it showed up all over the world. It showed up on school buses. It showed up on billboards everywhere. Think God showed up all over the place. And I thought that's pretty cool to do that. To remind us about God. To trust in God. Whether we think God or whether we trust in God, we have to come to, to the realization. My watch was acting up. Didn't like something I said, apparently. That the, the government is part of God. In Romans chapter 13, verses 1 and 3 through 4, it says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from the fear of one in authority? Then do what is right, and you'll be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. 
The rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. In other words, follow the law and you'll be fine. Do the speed limit. You won't have to worry about a cop pulling you over, them lights behind you. Do what is right. From the earliest days, the United States has been a nation of faith. President John Adams famously noted, Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government for any other. Apparently, in an early draft of the Great Seal of the United States, they had Moses parting the Red Sea, which I thought would have been pretty cool. The Liberty Bell, which is on display, has a verse on it recorded from Leviticus 25.10. And I found that interesting as I was listening to the Dutch sheets, uh, give, give them 15, that Mondays talked about that very thing, about liberty. Leviticus 25.10, it says, Liberty throughout, proclaim liberty throughout all the land and all the inhabitants thereof. So it comes back to, in God we trust, and where it's at. And I think about it, and it's like, okay, so there's two aspects. In the original version, they have, in God we trust in the faith. So basically, yes, we trust in God. We look to God for trust. Then they move the words to the back of his head. And I thought, how clever. Because who has our back? God has our back. Which brings me to the reading that I'm going to read here from the book of Daniel. It almost depicts trusting in God and who has his back. So let's follow along in Daniel chapter 6, verses 16 through 28. Then the king commanded... And David, Daniel was brought and cast into the den of lions. The king declared to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, deliver you. And a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den. And the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting, no diversions were brought to him, and he slept, fled from him. Then, at daybreak, the king arose and went in haste to the den of lions. As he came near to the den where Daniel was, he cried out in a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth, and they have not harmed me because I was found blameless before him. And also before you, O king, I have done no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be brought up out of the den. So Daniel was taken out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him, because he had trusted in his God. And the king commanded, 
And those men who had maliciously accused Daniel were brought and cast into the den of lions. They, their children, and their wives. And before they even reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces. Then King Darius wrote to all the peoples, nations, and languages that dwell on the earth, Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lion. So this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. Wow. Daniel had trust in God and God had his back while he was in the den of lions. In Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. We must seek God, seek truth in the scriptures that have been written for us. We must share our concerns with our community, with our neighbors. And who is our neighbors? It's not just the one living across the street. It's everybody around you who's considered your neighbor. Remember God and spend time with him. Remember one thing, that God is bigger than anything that is happening in your life. Maybe you have conflicts. Maybe you have issues. But God is so much bigger than them. Spend time with God. Trust in him that he will have an outcome escape for you. Look for things to be grateful for. I know sometimes we're challenges with, with the bad things, but there are so many things that we can be grateful for and happy for. Look for them and say, praise the Lord. Wait on the Lord and walk in the Holy Spirit. It is God whom we need to trust. In God we trust is not simply a model. It is part of our life. And Psalm 121 talks about trust. Talks about where our help should come from. It says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forward and forever. Where does our help come from? It comes from the name of the Lord. It comes from God. But we must realize that 
We don't want in God we trust to become a cliche or something just to have, say all the time. I don't know about you, but how many times during the course of a day do you go up to somebody and say, Hi, how are you? And how many times will the answer be, Fine. It becomes a cliche. Hi, how are you? Do we really mean it when we ask the question? Maybe we should give an answer. Oh, it's been a lousy day. The coffee was cold. The TV wasn't working this morning. I was on my way to work this morning and I ran over a cat. Almost out of gas, left the billfold at home. It's just been a really lousy day. And tonight I gotta have supper with the in-laws. <laughs> what more can go on a day like this? No, we, we answer probably, if we're having a fine day, that's great, but are we really having a fine day? Do we answer truthfully? I had a little chuckle this morning as I was at the gas station down in Sioux Falls and this guy comes in and, hey, how are you doing today? Oh, could be better, could be worse, could be dead. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's kind of a humorous deal there, but, you know, the thing about it is when we ask the question, how are you today, I hope that we're actually meaning it, and if we're not really meaning it, maybe we should change it up a little bit and really ask the question, hope your day's going great, or say something positive, you know, because we really don't want things to be a cliche, so when we hand in our money, and when we have our currency in there, we should take time to remind ourselves in God we trust. And look where it's at in the back. Oh, today God's got my back, and today I'm going to trust in the Lord, depending upon where it's at on the coin. When we hand in all the currency, in God we trust is printed on it. should serve as a reminder who we are to trust. We must trust in God for our source of all help. We must trust in God to find the source of happiness. We must trust in God as our source of a heavenly home. The psalmist asks the question, where does our help come from? It comes from the name of the Lord. It is awesome that we have such an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God, as the song goes. In Jeremiah 17, it talks about the source of trust. It says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes his flesh strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like the tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when the heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious for the year of drought, for it does not cause it to bear fruit. The source of the tree by the river, water is there for it to live. Our source is God. 
We have our roots in Jesus Christ because He gave His life for us. And so that is our source of help, our source of belief, our source of happiness. God is our source of being. There's a story about this blind man. He was waiting at a busy intersection there to cross to the other side. One person noticed that the man was blind, but also noticed that he was carrying his Bible. The observing young man said, Can you really read your Bible since you are blind? He was carrying his Braille Bible with him, said, Yes, I can. He said, Read, read me something from it. So the blind man opened up his Bible. It fell open to Acts 4.12. He began, For there is salvation in none other. He stopped and went back and read it again. There is salvation in none other. The young man said, Well, can't you read any further? And the blind man said, oh, yes, I can read it all right, but I just can't get over that marvelous truth that there is salvation in none other. Where is our trust? Our trust should be and must be in God. If we put our full trust in God, what have we got to fear? We are a nation under God. In trust, in God we trust. We must continue to live that out in our everyday lives. Let the inscription on our currency remind us of God each and every day. I know they say that the, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. But yet at the same time, our currency can serve as a reminder of who is our boss. Our boss is God. He created it all for us. And so we have our love in God. We have our trust in God. And in none other is there salvation. So as we go forth today into our everyday lives, let it be a constant reminder when we walk into a school, we see in God we trust. When we see it in our currency, in God we trust. It's all over the place. Let it be known. And wouldn't it be awesome to, when you're in a store and you're handing somebody a dollar bill, says, you know, it's kind of cool. In God we trust is written on it. Point it out to the teller. It'd be kind of a cool thing to do. Don't let it just be a cliche or something that's just taken for granted. Make it be serious. Say, wow, here's a dollar bill, and God we trust is printed on it. I think that's pretty awesome, don't you? Here you go. See how the things we can come up with, how we can communicate and preach the gospel to other people and not, and not really do it, but you're, you're doing it? That's awesome. Call it being creative. And, and we have to remember to do it. I got this app. I wanted, I wanted to get the app to download or to, to get special perks and stuff on it. 
And I realized that you have to use it before you place the order in order to get the stuff on it. I had to go back to the counter to get something else. I forgot to take this. I forgot the app. I could have got something. So it takes practice to do that. So you got to remind yourself to do that. It's the same thing when we're, if you want to do something with the currency, afterwards, oh, I should have did that. I forgot to do that. Well, okay, next time I'm going to remember to do that. Take practice. Make an effort. That's the easiest way for you to proclaim the gospel by handing somebody money and pointing out what's printed on it. In God we trust. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen.